and welcome to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. We are Eric and Sarah. Welcome back. I just stopped and started very quickly um, because I started my intro and then I said, is that what I say? And Sarah said, it doesn't matter what you say. And I'm like, uh, but sometimes I just, sometimes it just comes out. Sometimes it comes out and I'm like, is that the thing that I usually say? I actually, if you, I, I don't know what you usually say. Me neither. Some at the, at Right now, me neither. It's all muscle memory at this point. I guess so. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm still riding the Jungle Cruise high. Are you? <laughs> no, I was just going to say that so that you could talk about Jungle Cruise. Is that what you want to talk about first? I mean, we're just, you know. We're fresh off of it. Yes. Okay, so in June, we went to see In the Heights when it came out. Uh, in theaters, not theaters, theaters. Um, and then, I don't know, the other day we were like, let's go see a movie again soon. It was fun. It's fun to see a movie. So I looked at what was playing and there wasn't anything that like really caught my eye. Sarah wanted to go, well, Sarah wanted, <laughs> Sarah wanted to go see The Green Knight. I didn't actually want to see because she thought that I would like it. That's- Eric really likes, if you've been listening to our podcast for the past few months, Eric has been listening to a lot of sci-fi, adventure, audiobooks. Mm. So I was like, okay, Green Knight, it's kind of like an Arthurian tale. I didn't really read about it because, you know, I don't really pay attention to films or anything to do with films. <laughs> but it seemed like something you would like. Right. So I recommended it. And I looked it up. Actually, we watched the trailer and I was like, this looks really corny and stupid. I don't want to see it. <laughs> Didn't I say something like that? Isn't it critically acclaimed? Well, right. It looked corny. And then uh, a few weeks later, which was a few days ago, um, when I said, oh, yeah, I think we should go see a movie. I looked at what was playing and The Green Knight was there. And I'm like, let me look into this. And it has like 95% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. It's like the most, it's the it's the most highly acclaimed film out right now. And I was like, what? And then I rewatched the trailer and I'm like, I guess it does look pretty cool. <laughs> I just needed, I guess, as soon as I saw that the movie buffs thought it was good, I was like, oh yeah, maybe it is good. Wow. And I, it was just stupid. It's stupid. Um, yeah. But I, I almost chose that movie and Sarah's kind of like, I'll go see whatever you want to see because I love you and I just want to go on a date. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was like, well, let's go see The Green Knight. And I was like, well, let's see what else is playing. And there's this movie, Jungle Cruise, <laughs> with, uh, uh, what's her name? Emily Blunt. <laughs> Emily Blunt and The Rock and Paul Giamatti. And isn't there one more fam- other very famous person in there? No? I'm not really one to ask about actors, famous people in general. Oh, it's Jesse Plemons, who is, just look him up, you know who he is. And I was like, okay, this is like a Disney movie. It looks kind of silly. The trailer's pretty corny. And I'm like, well, people have said that The Green Knight is kind of, it's like a long art film. It's not action-y. It, it makes you think. And it's it's true to the Arthurian tale. And I'm like, that does sound cool. But in like at the movie theaters, I feel like I just want to see something fun. And I was like, babe, what if we just saw Jungle Cruise? And Sarah was like, <laughs> Okay, you re- really? <laughs> you thought I was kidding, I feel like. Because, I did. But yeah. it makes sense that you wanted to see it because Eric likes reading and listening to young adults fiction. Mm. 
nothing that's like too taxing on the brain here's an here's an example um the two andy weir books that i've read recently the martian and project hail mary they're both sci-fi books but the sci part the science part is it's palatable and it's understandable for me like i i understood everything he was saying whereas i just started this new book series which i then stopped listening to um called well the first book is called we are legion we are bob and it it was it got a little too sciency and i found myself like not caring because i'm like uh, uh what's what is even the story anymore you're just mm-hmm. talking about science so yeah i think when it comes to science fiction i would say young adult is what i like because it's more fun and less making you think about science when you're trying to enjoy a book which some people like a lot obviously mm-hmm. right Yes. So Jungle Cruise is kind of the film <laughs> equivalent. It's a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. It's literally made for kids. And I was like, you know, if we were trying to find a movie to watch at home, I probably wouldn't watch it. I'd probably watch The Green Knight. Right. right? Because when a movie is that long and the story is that involved, it's nice to be able to pause and like take a little bathroom break, get a snack rather than being held captive in a movie theater for two and a half hours. Right. And I mean, for us, well, for me, as a serial looker upper, I would pause the movie and look something up and be like, what is this? Wait, I kind of missed that. And just find it, find a quick explanation, mm-hmm. which makes the rest of the movie more understandable. Yes. Right. So I probably will watch it when it comes out. But I was like, if we're just going to go to the theater and like eat snacks and drink soda and I don't know, Jungle Cruise is going to have a lot of cool action there's a huge budget it's gonna look amazing Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be fun and kind of stupid and that's exactly what it was i was so captivated for like two (laughs) hours yeah um but it's funny because like halfway through they actually explained like what the whole story was about right like we kind of knew like they were looking for something and they're going on this adventure and there are some twists and turns but then in the middle the rock is kind of like all right well here's what's really happening and mm-hmm. he kind of breaks it down and i was i turned to sarah and i was like that's actually a pretty compelling story <laughs> like for kind of a cheesy disney movie i'm like actually interested in that so it was really a really really good choice mm-hmm. i must what did you think great job thank you um yeah it was cute that's the best word i could use to describe it i mean it was a kid's film when we were wa- i mean first off the graphics are really really beautiful in it which is cool um and i was thinking the whole time this would make a great disneyland ride we came home afterwards did a little bit of reading up on the film and it's based on a disneyland ride by the same name which i have actually been on but i just completely forgot because it's been over a decade since i've last been to disneyland didn't you say um that ride has been around since like the 50s it's like 66 years old and it's funny because the movie uh, the movie doesn't open with it, but the first time you see The Rock's character, he's he's like the tour guide for these jungle cruises in the Amazon in Brazil. And he's making all these puns and stuff to the the people on the boat. And we're like, okay, like it's funny, but this is weird. Why is this happening? <laughs> and then we watched a YouTube video when we got home of someone on the jungle cruise ride at Disneyland. And Sarah was like, oh, they have the tour guides 
they have like a script of stupid puns that they mm-hmm. say. So the rock, they wrote the rock's character to be acting like the tour guides on the ride. And I'm like, oh, that makes it that makes it a lot funnier. I get it now. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think it was um, it was exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Because when you're at a movie, it's just it doesn't sometimes it doesn't matter. You know, like we saw yesterday, years ago, the movie about the Beatles and we were there and it's just when you're when you're at the movies, everything is enhanced right because it's loud and it's big and it's hd and you're in this big dark room right it's like a whole experience and then we got out and we looked i, I looked up the movie and it like didn't have great ratings and i'm oh, like really i didn't know that i don't think it had bad ratings but i was like that movie was amazing and then people were you know like eh, it was fine and i'm like huh i think your perception of the movie is always enhanced when you're at the movie theater would you sure. agree yeah i think so yeah but now I'm thinking about getting signing up for the uh, <laughs> the Cinemark movie movie club, and they give you random like uh, discounts on concessions, concessions and, and a free. Well, it's not a free ticket; you're paying for the ticket in the cost of the membership. But the membership it works is, out to save money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're like, well, maybe we'll maybe we'll sign up and uh, we'll go see one movie a month. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty solid deal. <laughs> I liked it a lot. So yeah, that's what we did yesterday. I also made penne alla vodka yesterday because, so I made penne alla vodka when we were in San Diego, right? For the first time. I don't remember how, do you remember how it came up? Mm -mm. I have no idea. I think it might've been because at the time I was doing a sponsorship with Dea and I made a meatball sub as one of the recipes. And I think it kind of like made you start thinking about, oh, New York food, food that I grew up with. Yeah. So I found this recipe and I made it. I think I made it a few times. I made it for your mom and sister on Halloween, we think. So we were like, yeah, we, I, I should make it again and we should put it on the blog, right? So I was like, well, let me make it once and then kind of figure out what I did. And then later we can come back to it and, you know, write out the recipe. So I made that yesterday and it was hella good, if, I'm, if I might say. if What is it? If I may say so myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've been cooking a lot this past week. A lot of uh, hash browns in the air fryer, you know? That's your specialty, right? Come on. (laughs) Explain to the people what I've been doing. He's been making breakfast. I've just been talking this entire time, and I'm trying to (laughs) lead you into describing how I've been cooking all week. You're on a roll. I mean, you've been making breakfast. I don't usually have the energy to make breakfast on a day-to-day basis. I actually... I used to love breakfast. I would say brunch was probably my favorite meal back before I was vegan because I loved eggs so much. Like if you invited me to brunch, I was going to have a good time because I was going to get eggs benedict and lots of sausages and bacon and all the things. But, you know, there's not that many great vegan brunch foods anymore. So my interest has waned. So I don't know. Eric's usually the one who will put in the effort to make us a nice little breakfast platter i feel like recently i just i cooked a meal for you and it made you so happy that i was like well i'm just gonna keep doing this (laughs) and we went to the store and i got a bunch of tofu scramble ingredients and some breakfast sausage sarah had made bagels this week so we had so yesterday for breakfast we had just egg scramble hash brown bagel with cream cheese beyond sausage beyond sausage breakfast sausage links and uh 
sauteed veggies mm-hmm. and then we didn't eat for seven hours <laughs> we really didn't eat <laughs> it was huge we didn't eat until dinner yeah yeah so i don't know you just got you got so happy when i cooked breakfast for you the other day that i just kept doing it day after day so that's my thing now i am the breakfast guy mm-hmm. well yeah. after we got home from new york i immediately had to make bagels so i'm on my second batch of bagels and yesterday we were also watching um this old YouTube video was it like 10 years old of this. <laughs> it looked more. It looked like 20 years old. though. Yeah. This chef in an industrial kitchen in New York making authentic Jewish bagels using like the barley malt syrup and these crazy wooden bagel boards. Oh, just yeah. yeah just the burlap. Very specific tools and ingredients. And I'm like, do I need all of these things that's my problem is that every time i go down this like a rabbit hole of information i'm like do i need to now acquire all of these very niche ingredients and tools to and do this only use them when you make one specific item <laughs> i mean they had these like so they were soaking these wooden boards that were wrapped in burlap mm-hmm. what even is burlap i know they make sacks out of it yeah but i don't, I don't know what it actually is what is it? Presumably a natural fiber. That they just make a fabric out of? <laughs> but anyway, that's what they were cooking their bagels on. It would be funny if you stocked up on all these. Have you seen those sticks? Like that they... Um, Bagel sticks? Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a large wooden stick that they'd stack all the bagels on. And like they'd walk around town. What? They're like, bagels, get your bagels here. And mm-hmm. they would just walk around with fresh bagels on a stick. Mm-hmm. remind me to i'll show you that when we uh finish up the podcast right but that guy didn't even sound as new york as i wanted him to sound <laughs> do you know what i mean sure like i feel like he should have been had such a heavier more aggressive act, more aggressively new york yeah mm-hmm. like um when we were <laughs> when we were in new york we were in the backyard and um my dad's friend who is also like in charge of the he has a landscaping business so he does all the flowers and trees in my dad's at my dad's house. He came over to take a look at a tree that was dying in the backyard and tried to revive it. But, you know, we we're all chatting with him when he was there. He has the most quintessential Long Island accent. <laughs> does he not? He was just like, hey, Glenn, yeah, I'm going to try to get this tree, uh, this tree back to life. I don't really know what's wrong with it. <laughs> He's, it I, I turned I turned to you and I was like, you hear this. You hear Pete's accent, right? Well, I just want to know how there can be so much variation in accents in like the small. New York is not that huge, you know. Mm. I mean, it is, but it's like, I don't know. It's not a country. (laughs) (laughs) It's just funny because like what you mean is Long Island and the city. Like between that entire area. But like then you like you don't have that much of an accent. And I don't think I ever really did. But like your mom has a strong accent. And your dad has a stronger accent than you, and one would think that you'd be somewhere in the middle. What about Claudia? It's strongest accent. Yeah. Well, it's not stronger than my mom's. Yeah. But it's different. It it is different. Claudia sounds like she's from Queens, and my mom sounds like she's a Jew from Brooklyn, (laughs) because uh, they are, right? (laughs) And it it, that is also another funny um, thing to note, right? Is that like Jews from New York? kind of sound specifically different Mm. than i don't know than the landscaper guy right i I don't know what it is 
it's all just a variation of the same thing. I don't know. I have friends that, you know, I'll talk to or that I saw in New York and they're just so, I, I, I can't, I can't even fathom that at some point I just lived with all of them and didn't even take notice of their accents. It was just normal. Well, I wonder if you had a somewhat stronger accent than you do now and it's just been so long and it kind of faded out. Right. I wonder if when we move back, you'll start to acquire it again. <laughs> well, that's the funny part is that like if you go upstate, if you go up, 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 up to Rochester, mm-hmm. like th- th- they sound like they're from Minnesota. Like they sound Wisconsin, you know, um, like Sarah from Survivor, mm-hmm. you know, her accent. Yeah. She's like, I can't even, I can't even do her accent. She has that uh, Midwest, North very twangy like in yeah. the, in, very nasal wisconsin yeah right mm-hmm. when you go that far north upstate the new yorkers sound like that because they're like right up there with canada and then you just travel four hours south and everyone's like hey how you doing i'm from new york mm-hmm. it's wild language is so interesting to me language and, different dialects well what have you been learning for the, for the past for the, 10 minutes yeah yeah so Man, I must be going through something because, I mean, got back from New York. We really miss New York. I'm like, I need to start trying to veganize all of these New York delicacies. We're making some bagels, which I guess are already naturally vegan. But I'm like, I want to learn how to make black and white cookies and rainbow cookies. And I want to like have a section on the blog or a series on the YouTube channel where Eric comes in and like helps me veganize New York stuff. And then also... I recently ordered a cookbook of Filipino foods. It's not a vegan cookbook because it doesn't exist because it's kind of hard to veganize Filipino stuff because there's so much like everything, like even the vegetable section in this book has lots of shrimp paste, fish sauce, pork broth, like, you know, so I settled for a regular filipino cookbook and i'm like what can i actually veganize out of this so i feel like i'm like digging back into our collective past and trying to like i don't know express it in food for some reason yeah about it because it's interesting and it's interesting to think about mm-hmm. but you, wait, you didn't even mention the tagalog right yeah so <laughs> i have been reading this cookbook and then this morning i was like you know what i should learn tagalog because I mean, my mom, I I believe, can understand it because my grandparents are from the Philippines. And actually, my Lola doesn't really speak the best English. And I feel like it's actually not gotten worse. I don't want to say get, getting worse because if you're speaking your native language, it's not like something bad is happening. But like she speaks less English now than she did when I was growing up. So but when you say you could be saying it's gotten worse because Her English has gotten worse. Right. And not that that's a bad thing, but what you mean by worse might be, do you think it's because she's just like her memory? Maybe it's harder for her to remember English things. I have things? no idea. I really don't. Well, it's funny because when I've interacted with Lola, which has been not a lot because from what I've heard from you is she doesn't speak you, like what you just said, mm-hmm. right? She doesn't speak that great of English anymore. So I'm kind of just like, hi, hello, good to see you, you know? And I'm like, I'm like a little scared to get entrenched in conversation because I'm like, what if we can't understand each other, right? And that's mm-hmm. always extremely awkward. And also I have this thing, it's just with any old person, right? Lola's like 90. 
I'm like, can they hear me? Yeah. <laughs> Just, can they? So I'm like, this person might not be able to hear me. And if she does hear me, she might not be able to understand me. Mm-hmm. And it's just cause for being like, hi, good to see you. I'll give you a little hug. And like, right. I'm too scared. To, <laughs> you know, I mean, next time we visit, you can bring her a um, I was going to say sacrificial. It's not not sacrificial. You can bring her a uh, like a goat, <laughs> a piece cheesecake, Aww. a piece flan, a piece flan. An offering. OK, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Let's change our man name to peace flan. Peace flan. <laughs> um yeah i'll write that down <laughs> click 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 clack 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 that's me writing on my keyboard yeah yeah anyway i downloaded an app to uh teach me tagalog so i've been doing that for like you know half an hour uh and it's not duolingo no because they don't they have don't it. have it no but, the app is called ling i think but did duolingo was that the one that had tamil or was no, that, also that was this, this one okay i was learning very briefly i was learning korean on duolingo mm-hmm. Because you wanted to visit wanna, and move to Korea. I want to learn all the languages, honestly. It's like my favorite thing. It makes me kind of sad that I, like I learned, there was a point at which I was like basically fluent in Spanish and I don't ever use it anymore. And I'm like, hmm, it makes me sad. Do you think you're like, uh, how do I, how do I phrase this? Do you think you can hear Spanish fluently and just not speak I think it, it really fluently? depends on the, dial- the dialect. Okay. Yeah. Like we were watching Narcos and there were some actors that I could understand perfectly and some that I I was like, I don't know at all what they're saying. Was Pablo or the guy who played Pablo one of those? Yeah, I could understand him. If you if you watched Narcos, we watched the first two seasons and I think Sarah liked it a lot. I loved it. Mm. It's a, you know, it's a little it's a little tough sometimes. It's a little brutal. Because it really intense. happened. Yeah. Yeah. If you're into the like the, uh, um, I don't even know crime, drug lords, action, you should watch it. If you have Netflix, it's great. But the actor who plays Pablo Escobar, who is um, they're Colombian, the actor is Brazilian mm-hmm. and didn't speak Spanish until he got the role. And he, I mean, Portuguese is extremely similar to Spanish, right? But it's not the same language. No. So people who are native Spanish speakers, especially Colombian people, mm-hmm. are like super critical of the show because they're like none of these, you know, like a, a fraction of these actors have Colombian accents. Yeah. Like these guys clearly aren't from the country and it's evident by how they speak, right. especially the main character who's fucking Brazilian. Yeah. I mean, it's like if we made a film about Abraham Lincoln and it was like, I don't know, an Australian person right. playing him, which right. is kind of funny to think about. And it's one thing to do the Hamilton thing where you purposely cast, right? You purposely cast whoever mm-hmm. to play historical figures because you don't want everyone to be white in a story about America in the 1700s, right? Like with Hamilton, they were like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to portray America back then with how America looks now which is full of Asian, black, Latino, white, whoever people, just everyone, right? But when you're not specifically trying (laughs) to do that and you just get anyone who can speak Spanish from any country, it's hard for me to understand, but I can Mm -hmm. try to understand how it would bother Colombian people, right? Yeah. It's. uh, (laughs) I'm trying to think of another example of like, I don't know, just, oh yeah, this is... um, 
this is a movie about uh, Polish people in the 1800s, and everyone's like, yeah, so uh, we're over here in Poland, and like they hire like New York actors. And it's like, what? No, it's not right. Right. Okay, how did we get on that? You're talking it's, about Tagalog. It's been a long and winding road. It has been. It's only It's been 24 minutes of long and winding road. Um. A- anyway, so should we move on to the next topic? Sure. <laughs> okay, let me consult the list. I finally caved, and now we make a list, even she... though I was trying to keep the the episodes nice and organic but yeah i mean it, it, it has been up to this point <laughs> so i have jungle cruise okay eric is cooking nailed it <laughs> so we were going um, in order yes okay for two bullet points right so here's other things and you can select from our menu of topics <laughs> streams <laughs> pickles, pickles computer oh. you told me to put pickles on there birthday schedules rehearsal I told you to put pickles? I think it's just like the fact that you've been growing a cucumber plant. <laughs> or multiple cucumbers. And you're going to pickle them. That's true. Okay. When did I tell you? This morning? You literally told me to write down pickles. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Did I get drunk this morning and not forget? Drunk on hash browns. I didn't even have a hash brown, you loon. <laughs> okay so pickles yeah we have a cucumber plant outside we actually think it's two cucumber plants uh, intertwined in the same pot i gotta go water them after after we do this and they're like little they're little gherkins gherkin cucumbers and yes i'm going to pickle them last time i grew cucumbers or we grew cu- we grew <laughs> we grew cucumbers uh we were living in boulder and our garden was up against the brick wall of the house we were renting and they got so hot, and when cucumbers get too hot as they're growing, they get super bitter. So all the all the cucumbers were absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. So hopefully these aren't too hot this year, and they'll be nice, delicious. They're fatties. Mm-hmm. They're little. They're little fatties. Mm-hmm. I'll have to post. I'll post some pictures on my Instagram story. But yes, I'm going to pickle them promptly. Prompt pickling. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else? I, I don't. I do not remember talking about pickles. But. Well, it was Eric's birthday this past week. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that last week because I was planning to make an epic carrot cake, which I did. You did, and it was epic. And believe it or not, we kind of have gotten sick of it. I made just one batch of like one recipe's worth of carrot cake, which is like two nine-inch cake pans. And it was huge. A, yeah, I mean, for two people, it was fat. And. I don't know. I went through this phase where I was extremely addicted to it and I could not stop just like eating directly off of the cake every time I passed it. And now we have, well, we ended up freezing a quarter of it. And uh, there's a little remnant in our fridge too. It just got to a point where... Too sweet. Too sweet. Mm -hmm. It got to a point where we were just eating it and we were like, "Uh, uh, we got to (laughs) stop. Yeah. Uh, Make it go away. Any other birthday... um, um, well, Thoughts? kind of in like bummer news, and I don't want to. I don't want to go down this path, right? This isn't like a. It's not like last fall when we were dying to get out of Colorado, right? But it's just been a little. You know, we, we had a we had a nice birthday together, you and I. But we were trying to plan something with our friends. One of my buddies just bought a house in Boulder, and he's he's kind of like fixing it up, setting it up. And I was like, could we have a little birthday party for me at your house? Because we, well, for two reasons, right? We don't have a backyard anymore. We used to, and we used to host 
little get-togethers all the time. Mm. And we had a grill, which was pretty sweet. Yep. And also we live an hour plus away from most of our friends and family. Yeah. So I was like, well, no one's going to... First of all, would we even have a party here? Like you said, we don't have a backyard. Um, and would anyone actually come up and hang out with us here? So our friend Robbie was like, yeah, you can... You can uh, you can have a party here. I know like all my friends are friends, right? But then like a few people couldn't come. We're trying to reschedule it. And then Robbie's like going away. We're like, hey, maybe in September we'll have like a very belated birthday thing. And the whole thing is just kind of a bummer, right? That we're not close enough. And we like my last few birthdays, even last year during COVID, because we had a backyard, all my friends came over and we just hung out outside mm-hmm. away from each other, right? socially distanced yeah isn't it weird remember like thinking about pre-vaccination mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah that used to be like such a huge deal we had like th- we had a bathroom in the basement we were like you have to use the basement bathroom put on your mask go inside around <laughs> go back around the house to the front door go and go to the basement and wash your hands and don't touch anything mm-hmm. and now it's just like yeah whenever we see our friends we're all vaccinated and it like doesn't matter yeah right but yeah, the whole, it's just kind of like, just like a little sad, you know? And also like coming off of the, like, just visiting your family and it being your sister's birthday and us having like a nice fun outing. Mm-hmm. And I remember you were like, oh, I wish I had stayed for my birthday yeah. because now I'm going to go home and we're not going to be able to see anyone. Right. And I specifically, we specifically planned the trip to get back here for my birthday so we could do something with our friends. And then it just, it wasn't really possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I was like, yeah, we should have maybe uh, shifted our trip to New York a little bit later. So, you know, we but we talked about it last week for Lauren's birthday. We did hibachi and the sake and everything. And it was so fun. <laughs> and, you know, then my birthday, we were just here alone in the middle of nowhere in Colorado. So anyway, <laughs> um <laughs> We're going to go back to New York, Mm -hmm. like maybe in the fall. Sarah really wants to see what, I mean, you mentioned it, but it kind of seems- And you're championing the cause for me. (laughs) Yes. And it seems really that I just want this, but Sarah's never experienced like real fall foliage because you're from California and uh, fall doesn't exist there. (laughs) And it really doesn't exist in Colorado either. It's, you know, those in-between seasons, the spring and the fall, they last for like a week or two, and then it's the next season. So it'll go from brutally hot in the summer, and then for two weeks, like in at the end of September or the beginning of October, it'll be fall, mm-hmm. and then it'll be snowing. And then uh, after winter, it's kind of spring for like a week or two when everything I mean, blooms, and then it's 100 degrees. It snows until Mother Day. Mother, Mother Day. Mother Day. Mother's Day here, as in they always say... Like, don't plan to put anything outside if you're trying to grow a garden until Mother's Day weekend. Yep. Do you remember last year before we moved when um, hellfire was raining down on the entire state, Mm. right? And there were so many forest fires and it was causing ash to rain down. Mm -hmm. We went to, it was my little cousin's birthday. The same thing we're going to this year that we have on the schedule. Apocalyptic. Yeah, it was apocalyptic outside. And then the next day, do you remember it snowed the next day? Remember that? No, I yeah. don't. I'll show you. Uh, I took a picture. Wait, in 
September? It was the middle of September and it snowed. What? It didn't, we didn't get like accumulation. Oh my God. But it was snowing. Probably for the better. Yeah, it was all very strange. So my point being in New York, it really, you really get fall and you really get spring. So just because it's much more, I don't know. What causes that? Humidity? I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we're going to go back around October and we're going to scope out some towns in the upstate area and see where we might like. And it'll be nice because we won't be going for an event, which means there won't be any family things planned. Not that those things aren't great, but we won't have any obligations really. We can just kind of borrow the car and do as we please. And we'll get to drive around upstate New York where the leaves change and everything's everything's green, red, orange, and yellow for like a month. And you're gonna you're gonna love it. You're gonna lose your shit. I'm gonna order pumpkin spice latte and walk down a road lined <laughs> with orange trees. White woman <laughs> white woman's Instagram. You don't have to be a full white woman to act like it. Mm-hmm. You can be Chugi. You can be Eric. What is that supposed to mean? You're not a white woman, but you can act like one. Exactly. <laughs> um, do people listening know what the word Chugi means? I had never heard it before. I had never heard it either, but I was talking with my sisters about it. It's basic C-H-E-U-G-Y. It's basically like being a basic bitch in quotes, right? It's just kind of, are you looking it up? Mm-hmm. I've tried to look up the word Chugi so many times and... You just don't get, you don't get a, a really good explanation. I got a bunch of articles saying, what is chuggy? What does it mean to be chuggy? Do you have something? I mean, the New York Times says, what is chuggy? You should know it when you see it, or you know it when you see it. Can be used broadly to describe someone who is out of date or trying too hard. That's not how I really view it, but... You having just been introduced to the term a week ago. Yes, yes. <laughs> Eric, yeah, precisely. Chuggy uh, enthusiast. I'm a chug enthusiast. I wonder where that word comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, you can get a pumpkin spice latte and walk down a nice upstate New York avenue. Um, have you noticed that there's a bunch of fall stuff coming out at the supermarket? There's like pum- pumpkin beers, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Oh. oh, I'm ready. They're selling like the plastic jack-o'-lanterns for trick-or-treating. That's it's August. Fantastic. I feel like every year before Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas, I feel like every year when these things start coming out months in advance, people start talking about it and they say, oh my God, I can't believe this stuff is is getting sold now. And then I feel like every year it starts earlier. So like the more people remark on it, the earlier all this shit starts. Mm. Are you looking at my hand motion? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. What else you got? Were you still looking at Chugi? I was. There's a Chug Life in Instagram profile, and they just gave some examples of captions that are Chugi. One of them is, on your 21st birthday, the caption is, 20 fun. I'm feeling 22 yep. on 22nd birthdays. Thank you. Next. On oh. any on any photo. Okay. Life's a beach. <laughs> Also, I did a thing after dyeing or cutting your hair. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Views for photos of the mountains. View- I did a thing. That's funny. That's a real... That's- I've definitely used that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, no. I've seen a lot of my friends who I respect use that. So... 
I did do a thing, though. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you do do a thing. Oh, someone says the millennial girl boss aesthetic is chewy, basically. Millennial girl boss? You wouldn't be entrenched in that culture, would you? Um, Clearly not. I think I've recently um, liberated myself from it. What does that mean? I don't... It's just like this aesthetic on instagram where you know you have like the motivational quotes and it's all about being like a girl boss like i don't know it's like mlm energy too i feel like that's like it's in there whatever boss bitch energy could you use that could you use that term as well i i guess i I guess it depends okay Okay. anyway (laughs) um let's talk about let's talk about schedules and rehearsal Okay, Mm -hmm. because this is something that's been coming up a lot over the last week. Um, Sarah has been scheduling days for everything, partially in alignment with (laughs) astrology. (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay. If you know me, you'll know how truly chaotic and disorganized my brain is. My entire life has just been different episodes of me buying planners, calendars, like trying different productivity and calendaring apps. And I'll be super excited for like a week. I'll plan everything out day by day. And then I just, I can't stick to it. Very different from Eric, who is very good at doing things in a timely manner and just being generally organized big virgo energy big r virgo rising energy so i finally found a system that has been working for me and it is instead of scheduling things out it's more like having a theme for each day like these are the sorts of tasks that you do each day so Mondays, I do domestic tasks, laundry, cleaning, uh, menu planning for the week, any grocery shopping I need to do. Um, Yeah, things like that. And I decided this because Monday, we associate with the moon, which is, it rules a sign of cancer, which is associated with all these domestic things. So then Tuesday, I I film. Wednesday, which is associated with Mercury, writing you know thoughtful like thinking yeah research communication so on wednesdays i'm batch writing all of my copy for instagram which is i don't know we are trying to be better about uploading to different social media platforms for the band and i'm also trying to do that for my business because i'm very inconsistent and i'm like okay batch batching content is like the way to go because you can get in this like really in this like zone where you're like I'm just writing right now write for a couple of hours get enough content for the entire week so that's my Wednesdays also writing blog posts and stuff Thursdays what am I doing on Thursdays I don't know oh just doing like blog like like behind the scenes kind of blog stuff oh like the uh, technical stuff right technical thursdays basically optimizing the technical aspects of my blog learning a lot about marketing ads search engine optimization etc friday i'm doing editing like video editing graphic design like 
basically making things pretty because Friday goes with Venus, which is associated with Taurus and Libra. Signs that, you know, making things beautiful, making things tasteful uh, and pleasant. Also, we're doing our, um, we decided to start rehearsing a little bit every single day. Again. Right. Which we'll talk about just after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So I decided that for most days, we should just rehearse for like 15 minutes, make it like super low pressure so that we're willing to do it and it doesn't feel like a drag every single day. But we're going to do two longer rehearsals on Fridays and Sundays. Friday, because again, Taurus is kind of related to music. Um, So we're going to do that on Fridays. And then Saturday, I'm doing all of my administrative work. I have been so on top of my like financial bookkeeping because every year since I've been self-employed, tax season rolls around and I'm really behind. If you're self-employed, you have to pay self-employment taxes and you have to file your own taxes and it's not taken out by your employer because you don't have one. Um, <laughs> and it's always just been like a huge hassle and a huge cause of stress for me every single April. So I have been super on top of it lately. Every Saturday, it's my thing, catching up all my books, scanning in receipts, like making sure I can deduct everything that I'm using for the channel. Because in the past, like I've had business related expenses that I just haven't taken deductions for because it just got so overwhelming to track everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're a food blogger, you, you like all of your groceries that you use in film, like can be deducted. And then Sunday is just a day that I'm going to dedicate to cute threat stuff. Yeah. Because it's the Leo day. And like chilling. Like I feel feel like we've been uh, we've been trying to just I feel like for months we've been trying to do this and sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. Right. Just trying to take control of our weekend Mm -hmm. and make it be a weekend. You know, because people are always like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? And we're like, what do you mean? It's just like any other day. What day is it? They're like, yeah, but uh, I go to work Monday through Friday, Mm -hmm. so uh, I take the weekend off. And we're like, oh, yeah, we don't. We just like do everything every day because... We can. There's always pressure to. Yeah. You know, like I think I've talked about this, but when you go to a job, right, and you report to somebody else, they give you the tasks and you do the tasks. And Mm -hmm. if you don't finish them by Friday, you continue on Monday. Yeah. Right. But when you work for yourself or you're trying to build something, it never stops. Right. You wake up on Saturday morning and you're still like, I have that fucking thing to do to improve my life. Mm -hmm. And you just do it. Yeah. (laughs) There's no like special weekend. Right. Unless you make it. Mm -hmm. That said, Sunday is still going to be one of our our larger our longer rehearsals. And so now we can talk about rehearsals. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've talked about this before, but. Uh, when we first moved back to Colorado in March, we were like, we're going to rehearse every day and become super awesome. And then we did. And we were super <laughs> awesome at performing. And then we kind of had this moment of, we feel like we're not creating anything, right? Mm-hmm. And then we went full force into recording music. And we recorded like three songs. We recorded most of two. And we finished our first single, which came out a few weeks ago, as everyone knows, because we keep talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of went back to, okay, but now if we try to play together, we're going to suck. So we were like trying to find this balance of putting music out, but recording the music, but being good enough at at playing music. 
that the right. recordings aren't a huge hassle. Because, I mean, with anything, you know, like with an instrument, if you don't play it, you get rusty, right? Mm -hmm. So then if you go to record, you're like, wow, I can't record this. This is going to take forever because I suck because I haven't practiced the part, right? And the same is, I would say, even more true about singing because if you don't practice your instrument, it just sits there and you can pick it up and it's the same instrument. But with your voice, if you don't practice it enough, you get your your literal throat and your body like is different. Mm -hmm. it, re it responds to singing differently. Yeah. So, you know, we started rehearsing again and we played like three songs and Sarah was like, I got to stop. I can't sing anymore because <laughs> we just haven't been singing. Yeah. And your voice just... It yeah. stops being as stretchy and as strong. I mean, it's a muscle, right? Like, yeah. yeah, so that was sad. And the thing is like, over the course of, I mean, the past few months when we've been actually laying down studio versions of songs, of course, Eric is in Logic Pro every single day, like processing music, doing a lot of takes of guitar and like drums. So I feel like your skills are staying pretty honed. They're getting better just yeah. because of us doing stuff. Right. But like my voice is not, uh, it's not being used as much. And it's just a matter of us like needing to balance everything out a little bit better. Um, but like us, like playing with another person isn't a whole nother thing, you know? So we're just learning how to perform together at the same time, like harmonize live instead of two, you know, in headphones to a track yeah. with a click, you know? Mm -hmm. And we decided like, hey, maybe we should start learning how to like record live sessions because maybe one day we'll want to start like streaming on Twitch or something, do like a concert live stream. Would you guys watch that? Let us know if you'd watch that. <laughs> and then also I think it would be cool if we started to get good enough that we could just instead of doing like studio versions of our cover songs if we could just record them live i think that would be super cool i mean i'm just such a i don't, <laughs> I don't know what word to use i'm such a sucker and i'm such a lover of nicely recorded and produced things mm -hmm. so that's why all of our cover songs you know i i, re I record i record the guitar and it's perfect and then I record a second take of the guitar and I blend them together. And then Sarah does her vocal and then Sarah adds a harmony on top of it. Then I add a harmony on top of it and everything's processed and sounds really nice. Yeah. But, and then we, then we make a video for it and we play the song through the speakers and we lip sync to the recording. Yeah. Right. That's how it goes. But we, I think people who watch youtube covers and any covers like them more i like live covers much better right and it's like it's a give and take right because it's going to be more perfect if you multi-track everything record everything separately mm -hmm. and then mix it it's going to be more perfect than doing it live even if you're really good it's still going to be more perfect in the studio quote unquote the studio i mean more technically perfect but right. humans really value emotion i think yeah and connection and it just i feel like when you're recording something live it's more intimate and that's really what you need to set yourself apart in this digital age because so many people can just make music like you can hire a producer to make you sound good, even if you're not a particularly strong vocalist, for example. Which but, happens constantly. Yeah, but you need that extra level of like connection with an audience to really set yourself apart. Yeah. So we've been practicing with the 
the strict explicit goal mm-hmm. of recording ourselves doing covers and originals live because we started i recorded the the acoustic guitar for an acoustic version of our song i know how to breathe Mm -hmm. and then we went to do sarah we didn't really go to do sarah's vocals we kind of went in with like the yeah let's just play around with it because we haven't been singing right Mm -hmm. and we're like uh this is hard we got to get better at this then we started playing it, and then we're like well should we should our acoustic version just be live yeah you know and i mean i think this partly um motivated by the fact that i think we talked about this in our last episode but eric and i did a little like you know casual little show question performance right for eric's stepmother's birthday party so the family was just out in the backyard and we're all gathered around in our like pool chairs and stuff (laughs) and um we were just performing acoustic songs and I was like, I mean, this is fun, and I'm glad I did it because I'm very afraid of performing in front of people. So it was nice from like like a psychological perspective. I think it was good for me, but like I just did didn't feel that in control of my voice. And I'm like, I really, really need to put in the hours so I can be a proficient like performer. Yeah. So. Yeah, all these skills just need to be honed, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I pride myself on being a really good accompanist. Mm-hmm. accompanist Accompanist. wait what the hell is that word i think it's an accompanist accompanist and harmonizer vocally Mm -hmm. but i mean even those skills get like i'm in i can inherently sing harmonies with sarah if she's singing a song i know i can just sing along in harmony but that skill really (laughs) does get rusty i speak the language of harmony i'm a much better background singer than i am a lead singer and really works out in our favor when we're performing. But still, you still get rusty. And I'm like, wow, I. And we recorded, we rehearsed for like two hours yesterday. Oh my God. And we recorded all of it. We recorded we the were whole kind thing. Of fiddling with our setup. And we both, I mean, at the very end, we felt good. Yeah. But for most of the actual session, I feel like I was pretty upset the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I suck. Yeah. Like, my guitar playing is bad. And like when you're when you're just playing it and you're rehearsing together, you're like, you we sound pretty good. Mm-hmm. But when you record it, and you hear yourself back, you hear every <laughs> fucking little mistake you make. Right. And I'm just like, I should quit. I should just go work at a bank. I oh, suck at this. I don't think you could do that. <laughs> I don't think I could. I don't either. think you have the um, qualifications. Um, sure. <laughs> do you own any ties? Ties. One tie. Like um, like a hair tie. What? <laughs> so and also the funny thing about when we were recording is that when we were playing things back it was very clear that you were listening to yourself and i was listening to me because i couldn't really hear your mistakes yeah. and you weren't really commenting that much on mine well i don't like i don't need to comment on your mistakes because you know what you know if you sang out of key mm-hmm. like what what, am, what is me saying oh that note was sh-. like you know the note is sharp <laughs> i don't need to say that to you right but it's also hard when you're singing together because we were talking about this yesterday, but if Sarah sings a note perfectly and I harmonize with it a little off, we're both going to sound bad. Like it negates the fact that Sarah sang it perfectly because if I'm off, the combination sounds off. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's not even, there's like, there's no blaming happening. Right. Like you could do better. You could do, you do that better. There's nothing like that happening. It's just like, we both just have to be tighter. Yeah. And that's why we've been rehearsing 15 minutes every day. And, and two then, longer days. Yes. And recording. We could record everything now on. And that's another thing is that uh, when we record, 
um, we'll have some more things to share on our socials, which yeah. we're trying to be better at. And I'll keep obsessing over how we can capture the best sound live mm-hmm. because we got a lot of microphones and stuff, but it's a whole different ball game when you're trying to record two voices and a guitar simultaneously. Yeah. So we'll work on that. But I mean, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's nice to actually be carving out time for something even if it's like really hard to like hear yourself at the beginning Mm -hmm. and it makes you confront the fact that you haven't really been i don't know doing your due diligence yeah it's nice to just like put it out there and be like okay well this is what we're working with and it's nice to see like it's kind of like um if you've been out of the gym for a long time that muscle memory it really comes back quickly Mm -hmm. so if you have lifted weights for a long time and then you take a year off and you come back you're going to get stronger faster than somebody who is lifting weights for the first time because your body recognizes it and i think i i noticed that happening really quickly with us yeah um but yeah yeah overall it's a it's a positive feeling Mm -hmm. but there just is that struggle when you listen to yourself back and you're like this isn't really good right but we listen to we listened to some recordings we did in the middle of April this year. Yeah. And we were like, we sounded really tight. And we were just recording on our, one of our phones in a voice memo, right? Mm-hmm. But, well, <clears throat> but <laughs> uh, we were like, oh, yeah, well, this if this was the middle of April, we moved in the middle of March, basically, which is when we started rehearsing. So that's only like a few weeks of rehearsing consistently, consistently. Mm-hmm. and like you said about going to the gym, if we just start rehearsing consistently now, it'll take less than that time to get it back to where we were Mm -hmm. so i mean a lot of it is just stretching mostly your voice back out you know i really like it too because it's kind of shifting my identity like in the past couple months making like our single eric does most like your hands-on hours are way higher than mine because i contribute the vocals and i'm like there in the room kind of like working on my own thing and if you need any input you will ask me but you have been like super immersed in the project and the same is not true of me Mm. so I feel like I'm like am I in this like I started to feel kind of separate from our music I guess yeah and practicing every single day even if it's very imperfect like really makes me feel connected to art again yeah which is cool I get that so, I mean, just to wrap up the whole, like, scheduling thing, I I don't know. I really like – it's it's obviously very arbitrary. Like, I just chose to use, like, the planetary associations with the days of the week. But it doesn't really matter because it gives me – it helps me narrow down what options are available to me each day, which is something I really, really struggle with because when you are – working for yourself there's literally an infinite (laughs) list of things you could be doing to further your business and i have a really bad habit of just getting overwhelmed by ideas and starting like half like abandoning projects all the time and starting new things and like making this investment and this tool and then not really like seeing it through Mm -hmm. so having just like a little bit of structure is really helpful and it's helped us i think it's going to help me find a way to balance the food stuff with the music stuff yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i've seen it over the last week already Mm -hmm. and i do like that you you used the (laughs) the astrology as your your foundation for it right i think that's fun (laughs) and cute 
and it's very in line with your personality and it just um i don't know it makes it it makes it a little bit sweeter i don't Mm -hmm. know why all right well i think i think that's it i think we did the podcast episode for this week Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and let me just say one one last thing about rehearsing it's really hard like it's really hard to be good you know like we record music all the time and you can just do it as many times as you want yeah and rehearsing is difficult so we i don't know if we talked i don't know if we had already watched it but we watched bohemian rhapsody we had not watched it yet i don't think by when we recorded our last episode okay so we watched that i really like watching films and documentaries about music and then we were looking up other films about music and the one about the beach boys came up oh love and mercy i don't know anything about the beach boys but i do know there's multiple men in the group Mm. and they all harmonize beach boys (laughs) life's a beach um (laughs) and i'm just thinking like what you were talking about if i sing a perfect note and you are just like a tiny bit off in harmony Right, it, d- yeah. it doesn't sound good. Ruins and I'm like, okay, thing. just imagine adding multiple moving parts. <laughs> yeah. And like, this is before the technology that allows you to make everything super pitch perfect. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what the heck? Yep. Like, and then like, I mean, we don't have to get into this because this is a whole like huge discussion and debate, but like, we don't have, like people don't have to be as good technically at music anymore because of all the tools we have at our disposal and is that like for better for the better of humanity or not do you want to write that down we'll talk about that next week yeah that can be our episode next week yeah because i i want to respond but i'd rather save it yeah because like you said it's a it's a whole thing yeah let's talk about that next week okay all right are you hungry uh is that why no i'm not do you want to eat no i'm not i'm not (laughs) But I just, I mean, if we, <laughs> if we, if we start talking about it, we're just going to have to cut ourselves off and it's going to be like 10 extra minutes. And I'm like, I'd rather just do a whole thing next time. You know? Okay. No, okay. that's fine. Okay. I agree with you, but we don't have to cut ourselves off. That's true. Because this is our town. That we do. We run this podcast <laughs> town. Yes. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you more next week, maybe about this topic of music. Um, and for now... We're going to send it over to our supporter shout out. Hi, guys. We're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters. These are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through Anchor, which is our hosting platform. If you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm slash whatislifedude and click on the support button. And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys. So without further ado, shout out to our anchor supporters, Inga, Mel, Morgan, Jennifer, Scotty, Glenn, Kevin, Jessica, Marie, Nina, Izzy, Reem, Alexis, Annalise, Nadia, Merv, Nicole, Teresa, Kelsey, Anna, Megan, Samantha, Dylan, and Sarah.